The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and happy college football game day. Welcome to the Early Edge. I'm Grace Remington. Let me give you a little rundown of what we're doing on today's show. We are previewing the five biggest games of the day. Then later, we will hand out our best bets in other sports or other college football games. So stick around for that. But before we begin, if you've been here before, you already know what to do. Please like this video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, let's get our week two preview underway here because we're on a deadline, guys. We got some noon games coming up. Bring in my girl, Kenzie Brooks, here to preview the most bet on game of the day. The team everyone is watching, and that is Colorado with Neon Dion hosting Nebraska. Uh, Ken's the first home game of primetime's tenure in Boulder. It's a sold out crowd of 53,000. And there's been some wild line movement in this one. The look-ahead line had Colorado as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. By the end of that TCU win, they were one-point favorite. That moved to minus three. Now they're minus two-and-a-half. Looking at the sports line model, do you see any edge remaining on a play here? Yeah, I mean, like you said, this line movement, it's been insane. Uh, when we look at the model – we like we like we I'd say we lean on the spread. We like Colorado. We like them possibly to cover, but what we really like is this under under 57 and a half. Last weekend both of these offensive styles were so heavy to passing that I think we see that slow down a bit. Those props really got inflated. I think this game's going to be a lot slower. Uh, Nebraska is going to be a lot more methodical. It's going to be a slower pace. But when we talk about this line movement, let's talk about Shador Sanders. His passing yards opened at 197. They're now at 314 and a half. The model has him at 260. We think he's going to have a great game. I'm not saying Colorado isn't here to show out, but I do not think he's putting up 314 and a half passing yards against this Big Ten defense. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to fade him as one of my best bets. But overall, I do see Colorado possibly covering this, but I do like a slow game and the under to hit. I'm right there with you on leaning the under. Nebraska offense didn't show me much inspiration last week. Jeff Sims, three interceptions, right. three sacks. Um, he only had 19 passing attempts. Now, Colorado defense, terrible against the run. So that's what Nebraska can lean into. But that also plays into the under here because right. Matt Rule can eat the clock here with those sustained rush heavy drives to shorten the game there. Exactly. Um Okay, so we're fading Shadur Sanders. We like the under as well. I'll also add, just based on other models I look, uh, have I use, um, I would say Colorado playable to minus four. Right. I actually played them on the money line at minus 122 last Saturday. There you go. A conservative play, um, but at the time it was more value than the minus one and a half. So right. 
Uh, those are our leans there. Oh, you know what, Kenzie? You know what would be really fun now that I know you're into props? A Travis Hunter snap count. Ridiculous. Like over under 100. Yeah. That has to come out. That is really, really insane. Look, I love the hype of this team. I love the hype around him. These lines have gotten a little out of hand. Now, one line before yeah. we move on real quick is Jeff Sims. You can get him over uh, half an interception, and we like him at 1.6 interceptions. Uh, he's had over one in seven of his last 10 road games. He's a Florida guy going into that altitude. Who really knows how that's going to go? Yeah. So just another play for prize picks players out there if you're looking for some player props. Okay, I do like that one. Thank you. So that game kicks off at noon. Another noon game we're looking at is Notre Dame at NC State, the Fighting Irish, favored by seven and a half, and the total set at 50 and a half. Uh, Kens, I will admit, I played NC State plus seven and a half on Monday solely out of FOMO because I was looking at the market movement. There were nine betting signals, all betting backing NC State and it's rare to have so many signals on the same side so to me I was like I don't want to miss out on the fun right um I'm trying to decipher why the wise guys are on that side I feel like there's a little bit of overreaction to Notre Dame's first two wins against Navy and Tennessee State Mm -hmm. outscoring them 98 to 6 but they have a much tougher defense here against NC State NC State also might be a little undervalued considering their win total for the season is six and a half. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's also some familiarity here with Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman, who transferred from Wake Forest. He's played NC State and their defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, three times. His numbers in those three meetings, not good, with six interceptions, 10 sacks, um, an average passing grade of 73.1, well below his average. Right. Uh, so I think that's why it could work for NC State. However, I'm not giving it out as an official play after further review, but you have the model on the other side, correct? Yeah, it's tough. So the thing about the model that's great, it's not like AI or something, is we take the model's data, but then we also put our own personal opinions into it too from you know watching the sport. The model actually likes NC State and they have them covering. Okay. It's a Wait. little hard to put myself behind. I understand where it comes from. It's because NC, NC State's defense at home, allowing 17 points per game last year, this is a strong defense. They don't have that much returning production as a lot of people think. Um, I put myself a little more on this Notre Dame side. I'm not in love with it. A play I like probably better is actually the under here. Um, mm-hmm. Brendan Armstrong wasn't too impressed with him against Utah or Utah, UConn, they don't have some crazy wide receiver one, Jacoby Myers, to, you know, blow up his stat line for him. So I kind of like his under uh, passing and rushing yards at 261 and a half. Uh, And there's a pretty good chance if Notre Dame gets this lead, we could see him sitting out later in the game. So this is a tough game for me. I wouldn't say the model has any strong value necessarily because the model likes NC State, some of our experts like Notre Dame. Um, So my favorite play here would probably be a lean to the under. Yeah, just for the sake of this show, I prefer the under over the NC State cover because of what you said, Brennan Armstrong. Reunited with his former offensive coordinator, Robert Anae, but based on last week, I just don't have enough belief in him yet. Um, mm-hmm. And this Notre Dame defense is too good. One of the best in the country mm-hmm. at um, preventing opponents from finishing drives. So right. we like the under there. Uh, moving on to an in-state rivalry, we got the Cyhawk series 
Kicking off at 3.30 Eastern, Iowa, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Iowa State with a total set of 36-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Uh, this total has actually been steamed down from 38-and-a-half. Money coming in on the under early in the week. Public has since caught up now, so there's no really discrepancies in the betting splits. Uh, but where are you leaning here? You know, it's funny because last weekend I made a video on Sportsline that went viral, fading Iowa, how – you know, they can't cover a 25 point spread if they can't score <laughs> 25 points. I think I have to stand by that until they can prove to me that they can score 25 points. I, I We like Iowa State to cover here. My favorite play is this under. We're looking at two offenses that are just struggling. McNamara is not 100%. Iowa State, their quarterback suspended, gambling. Who knows what's going on there? So, for <laughs> Iowa State's case, we will see them running the ball a lot with their backup mm-hmm. quarterback as they did last week. And then, again, for Iowa's offense, I'm still not that impressed. I do still love their defense, so I'm looking at a strong defense and two weak offenses. That makes me like this under a lot. Here's the thing about Iowa's defense. For as good as it is, they actually let us down this week not scoring a defensive touchdown. Right. And remember, that was the whole controversy of the offseason with Brian Ferentz's contract. You have to score 25 points a game to keep your job. They didn't specify is that offensive or defensive points and then his defense lets him down. Um, but I'm with you here as well. I'm leaning the under. Most models I've checked have it at 34, so there is a tiny bit of value on this play. Right. Um, here's the thing about Iowa State. You mentioned they're going to be run heavy because of that redshirt freshman quarterback, Rocco Beck, who's filling in. Correct. They actually were more inefficient last week than the box score even shows. So they played, they played Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa had five scoring opportunities. Iowa state only had four. Right. Um, It was the difference was Northern or you and I did not capitalize on those scoring opportunities while Iowa state did, but Iowa state, only ran 45 offensive plays. Right. They were outgained in yards, outgained 19 to 11 in first down. So that entire box score is kind of just fraudulent. Exactly. Uh, no and, really belief in their offense there. Go ahead. Right. And, you know, if you look at Iowa, it's the same thing. Utah State did score 14 points on them, but there was five opportunities for them. They were inside the 40-yard line that they didn't capitalize on. That Iowa defense did hold them from that. So it could have been an even you know, closer game, but uh, Iowa's defense looked a lot better, I think, than that 14 points said. And like you said, that Iowa State game, you can't look at that box score and make decisions Mm-mm. based off that because that was can be very misinterpreted. Yeah. This could also be the best secondary matchup in the nation this weekend. Both of these secondaries ranked top 10 last season. They returned several key members. Mm -hmm. They combined for three interceptions last week. One of them was a pick six. So that could ruin our under here. Right. Uh, But I still like it. Me too. Okay. So we have two more games of the week to cover. But first, a word from our friends at CBS Sports HQ. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Remember, you can find our cappers on CBS Sports HQ all day long. For more best bets, watch on CBS Sports app, cbsports.com slash live, Paramount Plus, and Pluto TV. Also, a little plug for the Big Ten on CBS. It is a new era of college football, and Michigan is in the spotlight today hosting UNLV. Uh, now, Michigan did not cover as a 36-point favorite last week against Eastern Carolina. Um, I do think there is potentially a play here based on trends. Ken's Michigan, the under is 10-0-1 in the past 11 home games versus unranked opponents. The average points per game in that was 45 with an average closing total line of 55. I feel like that's just because they get ahead early and then they rest. Right, right. That's yeah. kind of easy to figure out. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I want to do until, you know, they have their actual coach back. So Exactly, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a reminder, you can watch the Big Ten on CBS or Paramount+. Plus. Let's move along in our game previews now. Texas A&M, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Miami. This is in South Florida with a total of 51-and-a-half. Two very different teams here, Ken's, compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Just a few of the things. Connor Wegman, now the starter for the Aggies. You have new coordinators on both sides. So last year was kind of an ugly game for both offenses, but mm-hmm. I'm honestly not sure if there's much we can take away from that game. Right. Uh, there was significant line movement here. Texas A&M opened as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, but 16 moves on Miami moved that to the three-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. So – what is the model telling you here? The model doesn't even care about the spread right now. This under, this this total is insane. I think it's moving in the wrong way. It's I think it's been mm. going up. If you can get this number over 50, hammer the under. We have a lot of value here. The Aggies defensive line is phenomenal. Miami's defense is also phenomenal. And like you said, the Aggies have a lot of new things to work on on offense, which for me, I personally think it kind of plays to this under narrative. Again, playing in South Florida, which live from the scene, I can confirm, is really hot out today. That's <laughs> always a big factor. And like you said, you can only take so much from last year, but this game did finish at 26 total points last year. I do mm. not think it will be that bad, but it is very, very optimistic to think that this game goes over 50. These are two conservative offenses with strong, strong defenses. Both of the coaching styles in these big games is very conservative offensively. So I think this might be one of my favorite plays of the weekend. You know what, Ken's? I'm feeling really good because we're on the same side on pretty much all of these plays. I like the under. Yeah. Oh, let's freaking go. Um, I like the under as well. And I'm glad you mentioned the line movement because it was steamed from 47 and a half to 51. But once it reached 51, smart money started coming in on the under. So that's a signal we want to pay attention to there. I am not and intentionally contrarian better. But when I look at these betting splits, the public is all over the over. I I can only assume that's because we have two revitalized offense. Right. 
all stats are pointing to Bobby Petrino, you know, leading a big play explosive offense at Texas A&M. And then Miami is also a little bit more comfortable under Shannon Dawson with their run centric approach. Right. So that's what the public sees. Right. But when the models are telling us under, I, I have to back that. And then you talked about their defenses. So mm-hmm. I love this play here. And even that run approach, like you said, to me, that, that helps our under. The math, mm-hmm. math is mathing here for the under. Yes. The math is mathing. We love it. Okay. And that leads us to the biggest game of the week. One of the biggest games of the season. Playoff implications in week two. You love to see it. Texas at Alabama, the Crimson Tide, a seven-point favorite with a total of 53 and a half. Now, I will say I actually played Texas plus nine and a half in May when the early lines came out. I still like Texas at plus seven or better today Mm -hmm. um, for a few reasons. So first, you have the familiarity between the coaching staff. Steve Sarkeesian and four of his assistants coached for Bama for two years. So they were in Nick Saban's practices, his meetings. They know what he doesn't like defending, which is especially helpful when you have coaches whose specialties are on opposite sides of the ball. Right. Longhorns have one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, Jordan Whittington, and then a whole luxury of backups. The list goes on. For as good as that wide receiver group, the defensive line might actually be their best unit. They mm-hmm. stuffed mobile quarterbacks last year like Adrian Martinez, Spencer Sanders, Max Duggan, Jalen Daniels, and they held Rice to 27 rush yards on 25 carries last week. Mm -hmm. So they are still in prime form. So that's why I'm backing Texas. I know the model is a little bit different. However, it's not what it appears. So I'd love for you to explain why. Right. Yeah. So if you look at the model, they have Bama projected to win by almost two touchdowns, you know, 14 points. Do I think that is the situation not really, because the model right now, it tried to downgrade for Bryce Young leaving and everyone. But then it looks at last week where they covered an almost 40-point spread. You know, Jalen Milrow looked the part. No one really gave us this idea that they aren't being successful. There's no reason to downgrade them. So I think that's why the model is so high on this. Now, do we personally think 14 points is what it's going to be. No, I think they can still Mm -hmm. cover the spread. I know they have two questionable quarterbacks or sorry, excuse me, cornerbacks, but their backups are five stars. So it's kind of like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I think this really comes down to Jalen Milrow outplaying Quinn yours. Yours didn't look that great against rice. And now he faces an Alabama defense. A lot of his big stats came from Mm -hmm. Xavier worthy. He was, he was like tacking up double digit yards after catch. I don't foresee that being a situation against an Alabama defense. Uh, I think 90% of this spread comes from Bama being projected for 37 points instead of 31 and a half that the odds imply. So I think if you were going to go off the model, a smarter play here would to go over the team total. Um, But I think we still like Bama. I don't think it's going to be a 14 point game, but I still think Bama covers this number. The total has also been steamed down from 64 and a half to 53 and a half. Mm-hmm. Then once that number hit the 53-54 mark, the betting signals became conflicted. So I'm not sure there's still a play on the mm-hmm. total here. Um, right. You mentioned the defenses. Does the model also agree? Yeah, I, I really think our strongest play here would just to be the Bama team total over. And that's not to say okay. that Texas can't put up numbers. So that's why I'm saying you aren't wrong for thinking Texas could cover the spread. <laughs> but we do feel confident that Jalen Milrow can get this offense uh, rocking pretty early. 
Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things with models. You have to readjust after every game because there's always new pieces right. coming in, uh, especially the teams who are making big quarterback tra- changes, lots of transfer portal moves. Which um, is a nightmare for the model because we rely yeah. so much on past data. So it takes, you know, we have a great group of guys on the model team that, you know, start to readjust for that. So yeah. that's why we don't advise, you know, taking an alternative spread of Bama minus 14, but we do think they can cover. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Great stuff. Thanks, Kenzie. We are taking another quick break, but our Saturday best bets are next. First, a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And look who it is. It is AMAGS joining us. And thank God, honestly, because I have not been watching baseball the last (laughs) week now that football is here. So we need somebody to keep an eye on the baseball best bets. Uh, Amags, welcome in. And what do you got for us? Oh, you're muted, buddy. Here we go. Now you got me? (laughs) Yes. All right. What's going on? So happy Saturday. Good to see you both on the show. Happy to be doing it with you. And I have a couple of best bets here for the weekend. I got a baseball play for today, and then I'll throw a – uh, Homer Giants pick out for tomorrow night's Sunday night game. Um, but first up, I'm going to go out west to Logan Webb today in the San Francisco Giants. I'm going to take Webb over five and a half strikeouts here against the Rockies. When I looked at the last few starts against the Rockies, the one that he had in Colorado was tough. And I kind of broke it down to the changeup where you just didn't have a ton of that vertical drop on the changeup. And there was a pretty sizable difference between that start and then the 10 strikeout performance he had versus the same lineup, but in San Francisco. So he gets that start back home today. I like that he's got that 2-5-1 or so ERA at home. You know, it's over four on the road, I believe. So it's really just a nice split when you get Webb at home, especially coming off some of these performances. You look at he's recently even uh, been over this number at five and a half regularly when he pitches at home. So I like for him to get deeper into the game here. And uh, I do actually like the Giants to win this one. They were brutal, uh, losing six of seven on the road coming back last night and then winning that game, bottom of the eighth, scored a few runs there. So it was a big win for them. I think the atmosphere will be good for them today. So I like the Giants and Webb. And then that homer pick, like I said, for tomorrow night, (laughs) New York Giants and the Cowboys. I'm just going to roll with our guy, Saquon Barkley, to score a touchdown. I got it plus 100 on DraftKings. It's around minus 115, minus 125 on some other books. But I think there's not too many things that you can rely on in week one. Saquon Barkley, he had 24 touches uh, last year, week one, when when that ball needed to get in the end zone on the two-point conversion, Brian Dable made sure he gave it to Saquon Barkley. I think you see that type of confidence week one again. If they're going to win this game, he has to get into the end zone. So give me that one as well. 
and he just got paid. Maybe there's a little extra motivation there. Uh, yeah. Even money. I like that. Thank you, EMAG, uh, AMAGS. Ken, what you got for us? We're going to go back over to college football. Uh, not as exciting game. Maybe not a Bama, <laughs> Texas, but we're going Maryland, Charlotte. Maryland to cover at 24 and a half. Uh, this is baby Tua we're working with, the Maryland quarterback. I actually really like him to go over his passing yards. I don't know how much people want to hear about, you know, college player props, but his number is at 266, and we have him projected for almost 400 yards. Last time he played Texas, or last time he played Charlotte, he had almost 400 at 391. But back to the spread, Charlotte is a completely new team. I think their win total is like two or three. Uh, little Tua loves to show up against these low-grade teams. <laughs> Maryland actually has a really decent group of receivers this year. We have Maryland scoring scoring almost 50 points. That's why we like this spread so much. And a quick uh, note to Jake, he created a stability model. And we're looking at teams with, you know, returning production, quarterback starts, you know, coaching tenure and talent. When teams have that advantage against their opponent, they are the ones covering these massive spreads. And Maryland fits that profile perfectly. Uh, I think they're really successful here against Charlotte and they can show off here. I have to say, I used to cover Alabama in local news, so I covered Talia Tungvaloa's recruitment. I somehow have never heard anyone call him Baby Tua or Little Tua. That I is can think of in my head. That's who he is. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, cool. Love it. And you know what? Sometimes the best edges are in the not popular games, actually. More often than not, they are. Um, okay, our graphics are down today, folks. So I'm just going to read the recap and take your notes please so amags is on logan webb over five and a half strikeouts at minus 110 he's on at saquon barkley in sunday night football for an anytime touchdown at plus 100 kens is on maryland minus 24 and a half against charlotte she's also on shooter sanders under 314 and a half passing yards and the texas a&m miami under 51 Hey, Mags, uh, we didn't get a lot of you. So before you go, is there anything in college football you're looking forward to today? Um, so last year I had some success with just running some of the bigger favorites together in like a you know three-team parlay. Um, so I kind of did a few of those, but I would say the Colorado game was one I was looking at. I think I'd probably agree, like either the money line Colorado or take the points, or I'm sorry, play them to cover the points. But um, beyond that, not too much. I think that Colorado game should be exciting, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Exciting for everyone nationwide. All right. Well, Ken, AMAG, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern with your NFL Best Bets, our first week one preview. Remember to watch the rest of our Early Edge Cappers later tonight on HQ. For Ken's AMAG, I'm Grace Farmington. Have a happy game day, and we'll see you at the pay window. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.